Hey, you got a crazy family? We want to hear all about it. Got a brand new podcast. It's called My Crazy Family. And boy, we know there are some stories out there. And sometimes it just makes you feel better to get it off your chest or to hear about somebody else's crazy family. It lets you know that maybe yours isn't as nuts as you thought. Yeah, the bar gets set pretty damn high. Trust me. You can call in <laughs> your stories right now at one 833 cray That's 1-833-CRAY, C-R-A-Y-F-A-M. Or write in your story at the website crazyfampod.com. That's crazyfampod.com. And by the way, you don't have to use your real name. It's totally okay if you just want to make up names, but you just need to get rid of this information. We are your place. You're not going to believe what you will hear on this podcast and the insane things that some families have put their loved ones through. one 833 cray or write in at Stay tuned for our official launch date. And start getting us those stories right now. CrazyFamPod.com My. My. Crazy. Crazy. Family. Family. My. Crazy. Family. Today on another chilling episode of Real Ghost Stories Online. On a dark but otherwise clear night on the waters of a northern Minnesota lake, one man has the biggest fright of his life when suddenly a ghostly foggy figure appears out of nowhere, hovering above the water. What did this late night boater do as the figure approached? That story and much more today on Real Ghost Stories Online. Welcome to Real Ghost Stories Online. Call in your real ghost story now. At 855-853-4802 Or write in at realghoststoriesonline.com You are about to enter the world of the unknown And quite possibly, the undead This is Real Ghost Stories Online That indeed it is Welcome to the program Be sure to press subscribe wherever you download podcasts And Leave us a review there on Apple Podcasts. And if you want access to our full archive that goes far beyond the drop-off of uh, Apple Podcasts, literally thousands of episodes, it's the world's largest audio archive of ghost stories. Uh, you get all that. You get advanced episodes. You get the EPP bonus episodes. All of it commercial-free when you sign up to be uh, what we call an extra podcast person. That's a supporter. Ghostpodcast.com. Go there. Find the links to our Patreon page or sign up directly through the website at ghostpodcast.com. It's uh, Tony and Harper with you again on today's uh, episode of the program in for Carol Hughes again. And uh, yeah, it's it's a full week of Harper. I'm intimidating this fake plant so it can become a real plant. You know, there's actually been studies about this. Uh, of I was talking about it today uh, in the car. Uh, and uh, there's been studies done of people who uh, treat a plant really well and wa- and they water these two plants identically, same time, same setting, and then uh, one plant they talk positive to uh, beyond just t- taking care of it. The other plant they water and treat nutritionally as well as the other, but they talk negative to it. It's like mean flies. And, and you yes, you dissing flies when you're a little <laughs> like stupid fly, loser fly. Yeah, that's what you would say to flies to get them to go away. And they fled because, of course, you emotionally scarred the flies. great. If you have a fly problem, diss them. Diss the flies. Yes. But they, they actually found correlation that the plants that had been dissed did not do as well. And it's very, very interesting to think of that 
but I mean, plants do amazing things. Plants can tell certain things this way and that way. And I, I think there's more to plants than we, we really know. Come on, flake pant. Come on, flake. We're going to find they're all aliens or some, something of that. Come sort. on, fake plant. Become a real plant. You got this. You got this. You can do it. I believe in you. Yeah, the fa- it's a real plant. You're not gonna not gonna turn the the plastic plant into a real plant, not but uh, wood. but yeah, so that's interesting. Uh, 855-853-4802 is our phone number here at Real Ghost Stories Online to share your real ghost stories with us. Let's go to our uh, first letter. It said, "I had the most frightening encounter while fishing on a lake in northern Minnesota in a rainbow." A rowboat, rather, in a rainbow. He was he was out there, literally on a rainbow. Don't rock the rainbow. <laughs> in a rowboat late one night, I saw sometime something appear above the tree line at the end of the bay. It was cold, and it was a weird shape. All of a sudden, it dropped down above the water and flew directly over my head at UFO speed and stopped. Not knowing what it was, I just glanced up and saw a pure evil mass hovering above my head. I got the feeling of dread as soon as I made eye contact and thought my life was over. Several things went through my mind that second. I thought maybe I was about to be abducted, even though I've never heard of UFOs looking like a black cloud and that the only thing that I could save me was to pray to God, and I did. It hovered for about 20 seconds and then flew off exactly the same way it flew out. I thought my life was over. This was also seen by a friend from shore having a smoke gun on his dock looking for me. As soon as it left, I frantically paddled my way back to shore looking back thinking that I could return. Words can't explain the level of terror that I had that night. It was pure evil and still haunts me to this day. Just not knowing what it was still bothers me because what I saw that night doesn't exist in our world. But it was real. My friend and I sat at the kitchen table asking each other what that was. Nothing comes to mind. That's what's so troubling. This changed my life forever. I never go into the outdoors at night by myself anymore, worrying that it might return. After that night, I went through some of the hardest times of my life. Strings of bad luck. Ended up getting fired at work and lost my house and also had heart issues and nearly lost my life. This all happened after a night. It was like an attachment. I still look up to the sky whenever I'm out at night, fearing it might return. All I know is that whatever it was, it had to have come from a different dimension because what I saw that night just doesn't in our world. I'd only glanced at it for a few seconds, but that was enough to know it was pure evil because when you're not a religious person and you think the only thing that can save you at that moment is to pray to God, then you know you're scared. It looked like a black cloud moving like it was alive and it was about 20 feet by maybe 15 feet wide. I had my two dogs with me that night and they were so scared they were trying to hide under my legs when this happened. They were so scared they jumped out of the boat when we got close to shore. So I did the landing in my muck up to my knees and couldn't get to shore fast enough. When I ran up to the cabin, the door was locked. So I pounded on the door until he opened the door, not knowing that my friend had seen it from the dock. I came in with mud up to my knees and he didn't even notice that's when I noticed his hands trembling from fear. So I asked him what was wrong before even telling him of my encounter, and he told me what he saw from the dock. It was exactly what I had seen hovering over my head. We spent the rest of the night drinking at the table, trying to make sense of what had happened, but couldn't come up with explanations. 
since that night, he won't ever spend any time at his cabin anymore. And you couldn't pay me enough money to ever return to that lake again. Scooby dooby doo, where are you? You gotta take, you gotta find out what happened. You're just making up lyrics at this point, aren't <laughs> yeah, you? Yeah, I, I can't remember. You gotta find out what happened. Dooby dooby doo, ah. Scooby dooby doo, looking for you. Scooby scooby doo, where are you? Bring back some bread. I don't remember the rest of that. Scooby scooby doo. Okay, anyway. Um, that was, it, it painted such a creepy picture uh, of, you know, a kind of a dimly lit lake. Very Everything's very blue, just dark blue. And there's the shades of the darkness out there and then some sort of darkness on top of that. And he sees it above his head and the friend sees it from shore. It's not a UFO. It's there's something there. And yeah, it does. It does sound like maybe there was an attachment. I mean, I don't know. I'd be curious to know. What was going on right before this happened? If something was disturbed, if they, you know, dug something. I don't know. There's a lot of things that make me wonder about that. Scooby dooby. <laughs> Bring back bread. Okay. Uh, 855-853-4802 is our phone number here at uh, Real Ghost Stories online to share your real ghost stories with us. Uh, this one says, I've uh, ran into the show twice before about children's ghosts that visited me. One who I thought was my son as I got a snack out of the fridge. The other, a little girl ghost who knocked the books off my bookcase. I have many experiences, and I want to tell you guys about an experience that helped me find out that the man in my life was being unfaithful. Back when I was young, hard-headed, 18-year-old, my first boyfriend and I decided we wanted to spend the rest of our lives together against our parents' wishes. We moved into our own place together and began saving money for the big wedding that we all wanted. After about six months, the relationship was strained because he and I worked different schedules and barely saw each other. I began to suspect he was being unfaithful and not coming home on time, but I worked early 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. schedule while he worked from 4 p.m. to midnight. So I was always asleep when he came home. We often joked about how I could never stay awake to see him come home. I was not able to, pro to prove that, and he denies coming home until well after quitting time. We only lived about 15 minutes away from our jobs, but I had my suspicions of him and his carpool buddy. She was always nice to me, but there just was never a good vibe when she was around. Instead of leaving like I would now, I was stubborn and decided that I wanted proof before I ended the relationship. So I decided I'd sacrifice some sleep and hang out on the couch to wait for him to come home. For the first week, this didn't work out. I'd always wake up in our bedroom, having fallen asleep on the couch and carried to bed by him. The first night of the second week, I fell asleep as well, but I began to hear a voice calling my name. At first, it sounded as if it was far away, part of my dream, and then it got louder and louder until it was a chant. I jumped up, startled from my sleep as I simultaneously felt someone whisper my name right in my ear with urgency and the shake of my legs. The way the furniture was arranged, the couch was facing an armchair underneath the window, when I opened my eyes, sitting in the chair was the most beautiful woman I'd ever seen. She wore green silk blouse, cream slacks. Her face was indescribably beautiful. She smiled so warmly at me that any fear that I may have had in her subsided. She turned towards the window. My eyes followed her gaze, and when I looked back at the chair, she was gone. I immediately jumped up and ran to the window just in time to see my boyfriend and his carpool buddy sitting in the car outside. 
They were giving each other a long kiss goodbye. And the cable box read 3.24 a.m. Imagine his face when he came inside and saw that I was awake. He moved out a few days later and even ended up married to the carpool buddy. I'll never forget the beautiful woman and how she looked out for me. This is not the only time I've been warned by supernatural forces about people in my life. Other times have been even stranger than this. I'll write about those to you, too, if you're interested. Thank you guys for reading that, and thank you for this wonderful podcast. It helps people like me process our gifts. Now, I think that lady that you saw might have been just something to keep you awake. Well, she obviously, you know, pointed out, like, look out the window and and see oh, yeah. see that but I, I wonder who she was you know was she someone who used to you know live at that property is it someone is it like a, a loved one that maybe she didn't know like a great grandparent or something that died a long time ago at yeah a very young age i know very i i guess it's a good thing that someone uh has that uh, to have happen where it's like oh it's this uh, beautiful woman that shows up and says, look, he's cheating down there versus like a, a, a zombie or some like like a car accident victim that still looks like they're in the accident. Like, eh, like down there and then the arm falls off or something that would and, be and like so, and like his cheek is just like, yeah, scraped. Yeah, off. that would be I, I, I wouldn't I don't think I would look down there. I don't think I'd go anywhere near the window. I would if, if it was the zombie guy. I would. I no. I think that for me would be like. I put it against the plant. You would put what against the plant? Like as a fight, like zombies versus plants. Oh, like oh yes, plants versus zombies is what that is. Yeah, and it's a wonderful game. It's an amazing game. Let's get another caller. Uh, Hello. Hi. Let's hear your ghost story. Hi, my name is Devin, and I'm from Howard, Ohio. I have a ghost story that occurred about three years ago. My ex-boyfriend and I, um, he didn't live with me at the time, but I lived in a house that I rented at the time. I had four kids and the way the house was set up was the back door. When you opened it, it led to the basement, had a half bathroom, my bedroom and the laundry room. Um, And then <clears throat> to the left of the back door, you could walk through the kitchen into the dining room to the living room. That was the first level of the house. It also had a half bath. And then you walked up two short flights of steps that led to two bedrooms upstairs and a full bathroom. So when I first moved in, nothing weird happened. Um, I currently had worked night shift. And I also had a guest house out back, a mini guest house. It was a garage that was turned into like a mini house had a bathroom, a little kitchen, um, sliding glass doors, and kind of like a living room all combined, bedroom, whatever. I used to let my sister live out there in exchange for free babysitting. So I worked 5 p.m. to 5 a.m. I had the option of getting off at 3.30 in the morning. So I got off early one morning. I came home. I went down to the basement, laid in bed. Um, My kids were out back with my sister. And... I heard something come through the back door and walk in through the kitchen, through the living room. I'm thinking my boyfriend came home early to surprise me. I'm laying in bed. I waited for a while, about 10 minutes. It's about four o'clock in the morning and I hear nothing. 
So I get up out of bed and I walk upstairs in the dark. I'm usually terrified of the dark, but at this point I'm thinking somebody's home. There's no reason to be scared, obviously. Walk through the house and through the living room. Um, don't hear or see anything. I walk to the front door and look out and realize that my car is the only car there. <clears throat> I'm a little freaked out at this point, but I'm like, okay, I'm hearing things, whatever. I walk back downstairs. And as soon as I turned to the corner to go back to bed, something ran across to my living room floor. It's a wood floor. And it was so loud, I thought somebody was coming to murder me. So I ran over behind my bed. I started crying. I called my mom. I was crying to her. Four things in my house. I don't know what it is. Um, called my boyfriend, actually. He was still at work. And he didn't believe me. So he stayed with me on the phone, left his work. He went to his apartment, grabbed a gun came to my house and kind of just inspected it and he thought I was just kind of full of crap. I've never been sensitive to anything. I don't believe in ghosts. I don't believe in an afterlife. I'm kind of just, you know, we're here and that's what it is. And so I chalked it up to nothing. Um, well, after that, um, like the kids would never sleep all the way upstairs. They were kind of afraid of it. So they would always kind of fall asleep on the couch and we just kind of allowed it. At night, we would be downstairs in my bed. Um, I would be either asleep or, and he was on the computer, we were watching a movie or whatever, and you could hear something get up and walk across the floor. And we're thinking, okay, it's the kids, so we would sneak upstairs to try to catch them sneaking around late at night. Everybody was asleep on the couch. It was weird. We just kept chalking up to maybe it was them, you know, getting up and then running back to the couch when they heard us coming upstairs. Um, then it started happening when my kids would go to their dad's, uh, and they weren't home on the weekends. It would be the footsteps running back and forth across the living room. You could hear it through the dining room. At one point we had heard chairs scraping across the floor in the dining room. Um, and at this point you would think I'd be really freaked out, but, um, you know, I had my ex there with me who at the time kept saying like he had things follow him his whole life. And he told me like, it's not a big deal. It's not going to hurt us. So it was kind of like the norm for about a year that I lived there. One of the last things that happened when I lived there was we were laying in bed and um, you heard something come from the top of the steps. It ran through the living room and through the dining room, through the kitchen, and it stopped at the top of my stairs, and it was crying mommy. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, it's my daughter Addison. It sounds just like her. She's crying my name. And when I jumped up, my ex said, nobody's here. I had realized the kids were out back with my sister. Nobody was in the house. Even though I should have been scared, I'm thinking she came inside. I run upstairs to find her. Pitch black in the house. Nobody's in there. I go out back um, to the guest house and talk to my sister. My sister confirmed that they were all laying on the floor, you know, in her living room watching TV. I went in there. They were all laying there. They were asleep. Um, it was bizarre. It was freaky. Um, you know, to this day when we would talk about it to people and people say, are you sure you're just not hearing things? You know, he was there to kind of confirm, like, I don't even you know, believe in this type of thing. But we heard, you know, like something say, mommy crying. It was a voice. It was super scary. After that, the noises stopped. We didn't hear anything for the next year that I lived there. At one point, I contacted my landlord and asked them if they um, had experienced anything creepy in the house. And they said, said no. And that was kind of it until I moved out. Right when I moved out, I had a couple um, kitchen drawers open when I would come home and, um, that wasn't anything freaky. So to this day, even hear the running, I could hear something crying for me. Um, you know, I chalk it up to 
just it being anything because I've been a nurse for a couple years now. I work in hospice care for the last six months. Um, I've seen a lot of deaths, um, a lot of superstitious STNAs and nurses that I've worked with, clinical instructors. Um, I have never experienced anything before or after that that was super paranormal. Um, I've seen, you know, a lot of people die, watch them take their last breath. I have never experienced anything before. I kind of just feel like that I'm not sensitive to that kind of thing, but I know what I heard back then, and um, it was scary as hell. So uh, here just recently, I decided to buy a Ouija board. In the current house I live in now, it's a condo, and I live next door to an old couple, um, and, you know, they don't, you can't really hear them. The walls are kind of thick. You can't, they don't make noises or anything like that. Um, so I bought a Ouija board, and, of course, my current, my husband and I have been, we played it a couple times. I played it around my friends. Uh, nothing happened, of course. I don't even believe in that, so nothing happened. Um, but over the last couple of days, it's actually been weird. We just got a dog for the first time uh, about a month ago, and uh, he will get up in the middle of the night, and he'll bark in my hallway, and he'll growl at it. And, you know, my husband and I will get up and go out in the hallway and look, and there's nothing out there. My kids aren't up. Everybody's asleep. Um, well, the last couple of days that I've been laying in bed, my husband leaves for work about 4.35 o'clock in the morning, and it was around 5.10. Um, and the dog, for the last couple of days, has been going out to the living, the living room door, and he'll be growling at it, and I'll have to get up and take him back to my room and shut the door so I don't want him waking up the kids. And I was dreaming. It was a vivid dream. I don't remember who this man was, what he looked like, what his name was or anything. But he, in this really scary voice, says, hey. And at the same time that this voice in my head in my dream said, hey, I wake up to the dog barking in the living room in the dark about 5 o'clock in the morning. And it freaked me out so bad. I'm sweating. My, my heart's racing. And I go out. I get the dog. I shut my door, make him lay on my bed, and everything's fine. Yesterday morning, um, my husband leaves for work. The dog's in the bed with me. He's asleep. And uh, I turn this little nightlight, these string of lights I have on above my bed because, you know, I'm terrified of the dark, even though I don't believe in ghosts. But I have the lights on, and I hear something walking around the room. So I get up, and I look around, and nothing. I'm thinking my kids are awake. My daughter's coming in, you know, to lay in bed with me. Nobody's there. I back down at this point. I'm in that stage where... Um, I'm not in a deep sleep, but uh, I'm not fully awake either. I'm kind of just laying there trying to sleep. And uh, I feel something behind me kind of indent. Like I feel something try to lay in bed with me. I'm thinking, okay, it's my daughter this time. I turned over and look, nothing's there. The dog's still sleeping. And I'm thinking, okay, maybe the dog's moving. And I just kind of don't know, you know, like whenever I get up and look, maybe he's already, already had his head back down or something. I don't know. Um, that happened a couple of times where I just kind of heard those footsteps in my room or uh, felt something get on the bed with me, and then I would look around and nothing would be there. Um, and that's about it so far. Nothing else creepy has ever happened in this house. Um, my kids, that's another story, but my dad, my husband, and my kids have all claimed they've heard a knocking on my back door that comes in threes. Um, I'm in this house all the time alone. I'm alone now. I'm alone at nighttime in the morning. I have never heard knocking on that back door. Um, this was before the Ouija board, by the way. I just got this a couple weeks ago. But for the last couple months, they've all claimed that they've heard this knocking on my back door. It's a back porch, and it's closed in. There's no steps, and it's pretty high off the ground. Uh, it's out in the country where it sits, so there's nothing that could, like, get up there and, and get back down.
Um, so I don't know what it is necessarily. I know that a couple months ago, it was summertime, my boys were playing, you know, Xbox in the living room. It was probably about seven o'clock in the morning. I'm laying in bed still asleep. They come hauling into my bedroom, screaming, crying, you know, they're uh, nine and eight at the time, saying that something in my front window smacked it and my son looked over because he was sitting on the couch against the window and he said that he's seen a shadow of a hand pull away and the other one said he heard the bang. So I get straight up out of bed and I run to my front door and I'm looking outside seeing if, you know, my neighbors are walking their their little dog or um, if anybody's outside, you know, we have um, lawn maintenance care. It gets, we have lawn care that gets taken care of. And so I'm looking out seeing if, you know, people are mowing the grass or whatever, but obviously it's so early. Nobody was out. It was just, it was still kind of dark outside, actually. Um, so I chalked that up to nothing. And then um, shortly after the boys claimed they seen and heard that handprint on my front window, now the knocking on the back door has started. Uh, like I said, I have never heard or seen anything here creepy other than thinking that something was walking around my room yesterday morning, but I still chalk it up to the dog. And, you know, clear back when those footsteps happened in my old house. I still, now that I'm away from it, you always think back and you're like, maybe it could have been this. And I know back then there was no explanation because my ex and I both have heard that several times a night and you kind of just got adjusted to it. But um, that's my ghost story so far. I really don't have anything freaky happen. And I don't know if it's because I'm not sensitive and everybody else, I'm interested in it regardless. I love the hospice field that I work in. It's very interesting. I love being a nurse and, and uh, dealing with geriatrics and everything like that. So I hope you enjoyed my ghost story and hope you have a good day. Thanks. Thank you for sharing that story. Father, father. Yes. She said in the store, like her child was calling like, oh, mommy, mommy. Yeah, that's just straight up freaky. I'm not sure if something was trying to lure you over there and you just had somehow avoided it. Mm-hmm. But that's freaky. It would be hard not to go check because just your instinct would be like it. Is there a kid over there? You know, are they and that's okay? why I would have cameras right there. Just to prove that, make sure it's a child that's there first. Yes, not some demonic dog. <laughs> what if you What if you look over there and on the camera it is a demonic dog? What do you do? Call the police. The police are going to help the demonic dog. <laughs> Call the Pope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that uh, that would probably actually be a little bit more effective uh, than think- uh, than option one. So yeah, I think I, th- I think of both. <laughs> Get both involved. It could be the a po- joint effort. Pope yeah. should be a part of the nine one one dish batch. Yeah, that the, the Vatican just turns into this giant uh, dispatch center for exorcists. Yes. There you go. That'd be great. Let's get on the call. Hi, you're on the air. Hi, it's Glenna again from Ohio. Thought she would be interested in this um, story. I have been working at this store that's been open. It's open 24-7, except for um, it closes Christmas Eve, closed Christmas Day, and opens the next day. But uh, I think I've mentioned that before. But I've been working there for years, and I'll say I worked in the deli, yes, of all things. But um, one particular day, um, I'm always usually there, and... When they we get somebody new to work with us, I'm the one that's put with. They're put with me to train them, and um, 
uh, I was shown the young guy, if I remember, remember right, the young guy, how to slice the meat, put it on the scale, and weigh it. Well, to show the guest, is this cut okay and everything. And that particular day, we were busy, so I was happy to have a person with me that day. And I, I went and was looking at everybody, greeting everybody, saying hi, and doing everything. And all of a sudden, at the very end of the counter, I saw my friend. And she nodded, waved at me, and I waved at her. I went on to working um, and was busy. I looked back up. She's not there. Oh, Dred, I wanted to talk to her on my break, but I guess not. She probably had other things she had to do. But when you work at a place as long as I did, and you 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 become become close to certain people, you know, become friends and everything. So I um I was uh Sorry about that. I was, um, I need a blanket. I um, was, um, so I got just disoriented there. I apologize. I uh, was helping a guest and my new newbie, we call them newbies, was walking behind me and all of a sudden I stopped. And he bumped into me and he goes, what's wrong, Glenn? What's going on? Uh, nothing. And I went on my way, but and lo and behold, I was working and all of a sudden it hit me. That's my friend. Yeah, I saw my friend waved at my friend. And she had died of cancer. But I had gotten so used to seeing her when I was working, I didn't think nothing of it. So, <laughs> The new guy in the newbie goes, what was wrong with you that you uh, you actually stopped? And I said, well, you wouldn't understand it. Uh, he goes, well, okay, if not. But I thought I'd say that, thank you. <laughs> um, I thought I'd tell you, tell you about that um, ghost story there. I actually got to see my friend. Well, talk to you later. Bye. Well, final goodbyes, I guess. But that truly was like a really sweet story, honestly. Yeah, it was. And at one of my favorite places, the deli counter. Yes. <laughs> but no, it, it was a really uh, sweet story. And it's interesting how sometimes those things come in passing and you don't even realize like, oh, wait a second, uh, they're, they've been dead and they were just there. So thank you for that story. We always love uh, love hearing from you. All right, that's going to wrap up today's episode of Real Ghost Stories Online. If you like the show, keep us on the air. Become an extra podcast person. Sign up at ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash real ghost stories to get access to all the bonus material, uh, all the episodes, the archive, and uh, everything else. Ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash real ghost stories. Until next time, for Harper and all of us at Real Ghost Stories Online, I'm Tony Bruschi. Thanks for listening.